Hello and welcome to the Full 10 Yards Betting Podcast. I am Adam at Touchdown Tips on Twitter and I'm joined today by Liam is at underscore Liam Horsley on Twitter. Uh, this week we are finishing off our divisional previews. We've done the North, East and South, so we're on to the West, uh, including probably the best division in football this year, uh, which is involving one, Liam's team. So we'll get on to that. After. We'll finish off with that one. Uh, we'll start with the NFC West. Um, we're less than a week away from football, which is fantastic. It's obviously a very long off season, and this is our final preview. As I say, next week we'll have hopefully a couple of pods, uh, one involving an overview of the betting markets, the awards markets, and the Super Bowl market, and then a second pod later in the week addressing week one and the lines that we think are going to win. Um, yeah, can't wait now. Um, Liam, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, it felt like we were back in... NFL season today when everyone was moaning on Twitter about the uh, Sky Selection game. So uh, it does feel like we're truly back in it. Um, so yeah, I can't yeah. wait. What well, we got now, less than a week till game one, if anyone's going to stay up Thursday night, and then just over a week till that crazy Sunday slate where I think there's at least five or six games that look pretty good. And then we're going to get those random games, aren't we, that with terrible teams just doing something we don't think. So someone's going to win a game they shouldn't. So it should be a fun weekend thing. Yeah, I've uh, I've got a weird week next week. One strike for Wednesday, Thursday, being a raw <laughs> male, and then Friday's my day off. So, actually works wow. very well for me. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's a result. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can get up at one, watch uh, watch the opener, which should be a cracking game between the yeah, Bills and the Rams. Obviously, we're going to talk about one of those teams tonight. Uh, and yeah, have a nice lie-in on the well, drop my daughter off at school and then come back and sleep on the Friday. So, yeah, can't wait now. Um, yeah, obviously Neil Reynolds picks the Sunday game. We all know that it's always his fault. Uh, and obviously, he's picked the the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins at Patriots is annoyingly the first game on, but uh, I'm going to be in Birmingham watching it in probably at the walkabout uh, where the Bengals UK are having their meetup for the first meetup of the season. So I'll probably pop in there and then get down to wherever the full 10 yards guys are and uh, join them for a drink while watching two or under throw his receivers. <laughs> well, you might get to watch Kirk Cousins overthrow some receivers later on. We'll see. That's the later that. one, yeah. Yeah, I'll get there for that one. Um, <laughs> again, I mean, that, that should be a cracker. Like, in, in fairness, Dolphins-Patriots should be a really good game as well. It's, uh, it's. Yeah. Uh, I am being a little harsh on the selection there. But, yeah, there, there was a few very tasty games for the weekend. Obviously, Bengals-Steelers, I thought, could have been the one with it being a rivalry game. But the UK fan bases of the Patriots and Dolphins are a fair bit bigger than the other ones. So it's no surprise that they're on. No, will you guys get to watch the Bengals game when you're all together as well on a different screen or depending where you're watching it or will you have to watch they, another game? They have the, uh, yeah, they uh, they have the VIP area at Walkabout. So uh, I'm assuming they'll have Game Pass hooked up to that and we'll watch it that way. But uh, I've never um, been to one of the Bengals meetups. It's, it's been a long time. I've been meaning to and never got around to it. But this week, as it happens, I was going to Birmingham anyway. So... Yeah, fingers crossed it'll be a, a decent meetup. I won't offend too many people and we can uh, <laughs> get on with the season. Well, hopefully there's no Steelers fans lurking around and you should be fine. Ah, yeah, there's, there's only a couple of them in the country, so we should avoid them. <laughs> Freddie lives in Plymouth, so uh, I think we'll uh, we'll avoid him. He seems to be the most vocal. Um, yeah, so yeah, this week, as I say, on to the NFC and AFC West. Uh, we will get started with the NFC West and I'll let Liam... Uh, close out the previews with the AFC West afterwards. Um, obviously, the Super Bowl winner came from this division last year. Uh, three of the teams made the playoffs, so it was the most successful division in football last time around. Uh, this year, the Rams are 13 to 10 to win it, the 49ers 15 to 8, Cardinals 7 to 2, and the Seahawks rank outsiders at 20 to 1. 
I think those odds are pretty much where I would have them. I do think the Rams are the better team in the division. 49ers could be anything with Trey Lance, which obviously I'll get into in a minute. The Cardinals obviously don't have New Hopkins for the first six games, which is going to hurt them. And yeah, the Seahawks have Geno Smith at quarterback. So no surprise really to see them at 20 to 1. Um, the Rams have loaded up again this year. They obviously lost Odell Beckham in free agency. He's, um, well, I say lost him in free agency. He'll probably come back in November, December when he heals up from his injury that he, uh, that he did in the Super Bowl. But they bought an Allen Robinson who is more than an adequate replacement. I think it's a fantastic pickup for them. He has been mistreated with quarterbacks in the past on throughout his career, frankly. This will be the best quarterback he's had. And I'm expecting a big season from him. Obviously, Cooper Cup had the triple crown last year. He led the league in um, yards, receptions and touchdowns for wide receivers which was fairly phenomenal, and he obviously won the Super Bowl for them. Um, although there was, should have been flags on the play, but that's, that's, that's by the by. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the defense, obviously, Aaron Donald is still there. They did lose Von Miller, which weakens the pass rush a little. Um, but Aaron Donald's a phenomenal player, and he will be as good as ever now that he's been paid and he's getting all his money. Uh, running back's a bit of a weird... Weird one for them. It looks like it's going to be split between Akers and Daryl Henderson. Um, there was thought that Akers will get the bulk of the load, and he probably will, but it seems more and more like there's going to be a bit more of a committee back there now. Um, so, yeah, Liam, what do you reckon about the Rams this year? Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one for them. Obviously, they're uh, known for the uh, FM Picks t-shirt that the uh, GM wears, and it does feel like they've gone in all in so long now that maybe this is the first year where even though they've added two or three really experienced players, they've also lost a couple. Because Von Miller and Odell Beckham were very important in the playoffs and to win the Super Bowl. And I know one of them's because of injury, but both of those guys obviously not around anymore. Um, I think that does weaken them a little bit, but still very star-studded team. Obviously, left tackle, um, Andrew Whitworth also retired. Uh, he was really, really good in the playoffs last year. Um, so, yeah, I think overall the roster's probably weaker, I think, for me. But, again, it's the similar situation where it's star-studded and if those stars stay healthy, then they're going to be just an incredible team that win loads of games. But if you lose a couple of those guys, uh, whether it be in the secondary, obviously Donald up front or Bobby Wagner's now going to be quite important in the linebacker room. Uh, I think we could see a little bit of a defensive regression in that point. But uh, I'd say the only area of the team I'm worried about is that offensive line. I'm not sure what you think, but... For me, there's, they're all now, maybe the right tackle is above average, but the rest of the line is all below average players. And I think with Matt Stafford and some of the decisions he can make, and obviously not the greatest injury record, still injured, I think, at the moment with that dodgy elbow that everyone yeah. keeps talking about. Um, I'm a bit worried about the O-line. I'm not sure what, what your thoughts on them are. Yeah, the Bengals and Rams had uh, joint practices over the last uh, last week, which obviously involved Aaron Donald hitting people with two helmets. Um, <laughs> but that apparently came about from um, one of the Bengals' offensive line moaning. Um, but yeah, the, the, I've heard reports that uh, Trey Hendrickson was dominating the Rams' offensive line and uh, Joe Noteboom, I think it is, that he was yeah. uh, all over. And he's the left tackle now that uh, Whitworth's gone. And obviously that's the most important position on that line. So, yeah, there is definitely an issue there, or probably an issue there. And going up against the 49ers pass rushing division and uh, obviously Von Miller coming back straight away uh, should be a very interesting yeah. look on um, on opening night. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think there's an issue there. And as you say, um, Stafford's elbow injury, they they seem to be talking it down, but it seems to be lingering and think it's going to be something that they're going to have to deal with all summer uh, or winter. Yeah, they talk about it. Like it's nothing, but then McVeigh also says it's the only time he's ever seen 
a quarterback have this injury in his life. So <laughs> I think yeah. they talk it down one minute, the next minute they're like, oh yeah, it's unheard of. It's a baseball injury. I've never seen a quarterback ever have it, but it's fine. He, he'll be able to throw next week. And he does seem to throw, but um, reports coming out of camp are he doesn't, he doesn't go through anywhere near as many reps as he did last season. But again, does he need as many reps after a year in the system? Probably not, but I'd still rather my QB not have a, have an elbow injury. So I think between that elbow injury, the offensive line and, maybe a lack of depth in the secondary. I think potentially they could be worse than last year, but again, they're going to cause some havoc with the games where everyone's healthy. So I just think the stars are just uh, elite players. And I'm with you on Alan Robinson. I think he'll be a good player and probably good for fantasy football as well. Yeah, he's one I've been taking in fourth, fifth rounds of uh, drafts to start with. A couple of running backs and he's one of the guys I've been targeting. So yeah, hopefully he'll be good this year. Um, <laughs> another team that we don't really know how they're going to be this year is the 49ers. <laughs> They have, I say, moved on from Jimmy G. He's obviously still there. They renegotiated his contract to cut off 17 million of uh, cap hit this year. So they've kept him as the backup, but they are going with Trey Lance. Uh, Lance played a couple of games last year and he did not look great. Um, but he did run a lot. And that's one of the key things of his game. He was averaging, I think, 50 to 60 yards a game. And that's what they will be using a lot this year, I'd imagine. That Shanahan offense is obviously pretty dominant and 49ers do have a very good offensive line. So they should be able to move the ball well. And we know that the bevy of running backs that they've got there, probably led by Elijah Mitchell again. Um, but I would imagine mixing, mixing in a few of the, uh, a couple of the other guys uh, should be very good on the ground. And obviously Debo doing his stuff. He doesn't want as many rushing um rushing attempts this year, but we will see what happens with that. Obviously, he got a big fat contract, so I'd imagine he will cut down the rushing attempts, but I do think he'll keep uh, quite a few still. Uh, Trey Lance for the season is 500.5 rushing yards on Skybet. Uh, I don't mind the over there. It's a fairly high line, but he should be able to get in a lot, uh, to get a lot, and you can get under 950.5 on Elijah, on Elijah Mitchell, which I think is a decent one, given the fact that I do think that they're going to mix in um, other running backs there. Uh, Brandon Ayuk looks like he is going to be uh, a bit of a, a blow-up candidate this year. They seem to have a very good connection, him and Lance in camp. Uh, and uh, I was going to say David Gray. I keep going to say David Gray. Danny Gray, um, <laughs> the rookie wide receiver, seems to be a bit of a speedster, so he should be able to get open downfield. And Lance has a big arm. And then Juwan Jennings is decent enough at receiver as well. Obviously, George Kittle's there, who is potentially one of the... well. I'm not going to say he's the best tight end in the league when I'm talking to a Chiefs fan, but uh, <laughs> he, he, he's up there with uh, with Kelsey. He's probably too good a blocker to do as much in the passing game as he used to, which is a bit annoying for him, but he is one of the best and he is very fun to watch on and off the field. Uh, defensively, they brought in... I was going to say they brought in someone, but I don't think they did. That was the other Bosa brother who got someone opposite him. Uh, yeah, Nick Bosa should be... Brilliant again, and yeah, they're going to be good up front. The secondary's okay. It's not as strong as it used to be, um, but I do think that they're going to do well this year. It's just just all revolves around injuries for them again. They do seem to have quite a lot, especially in our running back room, but they do tend to get, get the job done. So I think they're rightfully second favourites. They would probably be the value for the division for me. Um, but uh, yeah, what do you reckon? Yeah, they're a weird team because you talk about them all off season, usually positively, but then they get some awful injuries yeah. <laughs> like three or four weeks in. So at the moment, they're the healthiest they've been for a while. Obviously, Nick Bosa coming back off another injury, but um, yeah, dominant when he plays. So, so I think trying to forget about the injuries, which is hard with this team, 
Uh, I think it's one of the strongest rosters in the entire NFL, definitely in the NFC. I think arguably it's got a, a shout for strongest uh, defense in the NFC. I'd still probably have the Packers um, and Bucks up there with it, but I think it's probably up there as a, a top three just because the depth is insane. Like up front, to have Javon Kinlaw, who obviously didn't play last year, Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa, Dre Greenlaw, uh, and then have the best linebacker in football, Fred Warner, behind them. I just think, for me, that unit's going to cause people a lot of problems. And the offensive lines in this division aside from the 49ers ones, aren't good at all. So I do think that front is going to get a lot of sacks. So I like that. They have added Traveris Ward uh, from us, from the Chiefs, their number one um, corner. Uh, the Chiefs always get good cornerback play from bad players because of the scheme. So I'll be interested to see what he's like, where he has to actually guard people 1v1 down the field a bit more. Um, but I think he's better than Josh Norman, who started last year for them. So it's yeah. an improvement. Uh, and then offense, yeah, it kind of just comes down to trade, doesn't it? I like that rushing total that you said. I'd go over that. I think he's going to hit six, 700 yards if he's healthy for enough games. I think even if he's bad, I still think he'll play enough. I know that Jimmy G contract, maybe some people think that's not the case, but I still think they'll give Lance a, a long leash. I think he'll run the ball a lot. Uh, and then the weapons are really good. I'll probably be betting a lot of Brandon Ayuk overs uh, in terms of in-game overs, just because I think he's the guy who's going to catch a lot of those 40, 50 yard passes from from Trey Lance and let Debo do all that, that underneath stuff. So yeah, yeah, really good team. Probably got second best tight end, best left tackle, best linebacker, maybe best edge rusher. Um, so yeah, I think they're a great team, but it's going to come down to is Trey very good? And I think he's thrown something like a hundred passes in the last seven hundred days in yeah. game action. So uh, yeah, I'm not sure how good he's going to be, but on the ground, they're probably going to be the best team in football on the ground. So. Yeah, so yeah, just looking back at the Trey Lance stuff last year, the three starts that he had uh, meaningful uh, meaningful contributions in, he ran for 41 yards, 89 yards and 31 yards. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they put his lineup to start the season. And yeah, I agree with you on Ayuk and Lance for the rushing stuff. Um, if we can get around 30-ish for Lance, then that's a definite bet on the yeah. over for me. And or Ayuk, probably 60-ish plus. It's, it's a tough one with Lance because we just don't know how good he's going to be throwing the ball, but yeah, there'll be ones I look for, I think. Um, yeah, they, yeah, I, I like the 49ers. I can't really argue against them. It's all down to health and keeping healthy. Uh, one team I can argue against is the Cardinals. They start <laughs> the season without uh, DeAndre Hopkins for six games, which is is a kind of... are they, So they always start the season well. They have done the last couple of years, and Cliff Kingsbury teams in college started the seasons well. Will that be offset by the DeAndre Hopkins thing this year? Probably, because they didn't look good without him last year when he was injured. Uh, they did bring in Marquise Brown from the Ravens. They traded their first-round pick for him. He will obviously get a lot of action in the first few games, and Rondale Moore is uh, slated to be the Christian Kirk role this year as well, uh, which means more downfield targets for him. He They, they used him very weirdly last year, um, uh, so it'll be interesting to see whether he can do it. And um, yeah, they obviously running back. I don't expect a season like last year for James Conner. Um, he will get the bulk of the work, but um, they also, uh, it looks like, you know, Benjamin will be the backup for them. Um, as does RB2 taking the Chase Edmonds role, possibly. Um, but yeah, I don't think Conner's going to have uh, 13, well, I, can't, I think it was 18 touchdowns last year. It was a ridiculous yeah, amount was... they got him. Yeah, it was a crazy amount. Um. So yeah, I, I the card they lost um, Chandler Jones as well, a pass rush. They um, Jeffrey Simmons. They still don't really know his position on the defense. I don't really know how good their defense is going to be. I don't think it's going to be great. 
and they're in a division with a couple of high-power offenses. So they should probably be in high-scoring games. Uh, Kyler Murray obviously got paid his half a million more than Deshaun Watson um, just to take it over the top. Um, so he's got his money. He, he is obviously quite mobile, so he'll be able to make up a little for the poor offensive line that they've got. But I think that they will be third in the division. I'd be surprised if they get anywhere past that. Uh, Murray's passing line is just under 4,000, though, which isn't very high for a quarterback. So you can probably... It'd be tempting to say the over on that one, over 3950.5 on Paddy Power. Uh, Marquise Brown, 875.5 for him. Um, Not one that I want to play. I just don't know how they're going to do anything this year, to be honest. I I don't really know how they're going to play, if that makes sense. Oh, AJ Green's still there as well, which is nice. Uh, he had 850 odd yards actually last year. He actually had a mildly decent year given the fact it was in a new team and he's aging a bit. But yeah, I, I think under um, under their win total is where I would be looking. It is only eight and a half, um, but I don't think they're going to reach anything near that. They do have a tough schedule as well. So it'll be interesting to see. They're, they're obviously a fairly good team to watch. They're quite fun, um, but I just don't think they're going to do a whole lot. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm with you on that one. In terms of schedule, the, this whole division has a hard schedule because they play the AFC West and vice versa, obviously. So all yeah. the eight teams in today's episode all have a really tough schedule because of who they play. But um, yeah, I, I, the win total is tough. It's, I know Vegas oft, often gets them right, but it's one that's about right for me. They're going to have nine wins, I think, is their ceiling for me. And seven's probably their floor. I still think they're going to be too good to, to, to lose more games than that. But um yeah, a bit of a weird off-season, the whole Kyler Murray stuff. Um, mm-hmm. The clause in the contract that gave us all a laugh for a couple of days before they took it out. <laughs> yeah. um, we had the whole standard new procedure in the NFL of a player scrubbing their social media as well when Kyler Murray took all his Cardinal stuff off. So uh, there's been a lot of that stuff. And then the head coach obviously makes him call plays in preseason to prove it's not that difficult, mm. not that hard, so not that easy. He has a terrible game calling plays, so it works. Cliff then lets him do it again, and then he scores more touchdowns on his drives than Cliff did on his drives. So, yeah, uh, yeah I think the whole setup there is weird. Anyone who's ever listened to the um, main pod that I've been on, I'm not a big fan of Cliff Kingsbury. I think he's extremely overrated. Um, I don't know the odds for first coach fired, but because he's got a massive extension, you'd think he wouldn't get it, but it wouldn't surprise me if he, they were that bad to start that, that he potentially randomly did get fired way earlier than we think, but... Yeah, we'll see. I'm with you on the offense. I think Rondell Moore needs to be used a bit better. Um, I don't mind some of his in-game totals. If you can get uh, receptions on him and go over on receptions, I think that's worth it because they do a lot of screen passes to him and they do a hell of a lot of uh, behind-the-line scrimmage stuff. Um, Marquise Brown, I I liked him quite a lot in Baltimore, but very inconsistent. So I don't think he's worth betting on, especially when uh, Hopkins is back. Um, AJ Green won me some money in DFS last year, but I don't think he's going to do that this year because uh, he'd seem to tail off a little bit. But yeah, the offensive line's bad, like you said, and the defense for me is probably where it gets worse. I think JJ Watt's always injured, isn't he? And even though yeah. he's great, I think behind him now the line is just it's terrible in this division as well, where the Seahawks aren't blessed. That this line might be one of the worst in football. Just if JJ Watt plays 17 games, it's probably a lot better than that. But this, I haven't seen him play 17 games or 16 games for a long, long time. So yeah. I think the defense will be bad, so I'll be betting overs in Cardinals games because I think Kyler Murray's going to have to drag them back a lot in games. Um, yeah, and if you could find fourth in the division odds to risk that, if you if you think Seattle are going to be at least good on defense, then maybe go for that. But yeah, I won't be betting any pro Cardinals bets. I don't think uh, the off season's been too weird for me. 
Yeah, I don't think you're going to be the only one on that one. Uh, I've just uh, having a look at Tom Kisling Breeze uh, on Twitter. He did a ranking of defenses, and the Cardinals are with the Jaguars, the Washington Commanders, the Bears, and a couple of other teams in the poor category there. So I, uh, I'm not too surprised to see them down there. Um, so yeah, it's, as you say, I think points is where we're going on uh, the Cardinals, especially early yeah. in the season. Yeah, and they've got Chiefs, Raiders, Rams as the first three games. So yeah. Um, I know Raiders aren't the world's best team. Do you know what I mean? They're not a Buccaneers or a Bills level team, but they're still very good on offense. So I think yeah. those three games, they could start badly. And after that, the schedule does get a lot nicer. But if you're 0-3 for a team that normally starts with a good record and, you, and Cliff Kingsbury team always end the season badly, I'd be worried if I was a Cardinals fan if they don't come out hot in the first couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Like you, yeah, having those three to start off, you, you're going to be very lucky to get to 10 and 0 or 8 and 0 or whatever they were last year uh, with <laughs> yeah. those three games. Uh, yeah, the Chiefs, Chiefs Cardinals actually should be a really interesting game. I'm quite looking forward to catching up on that one because it's not, not the televised game, which is annoying. Um, but yeah, Tony Romo be... as well is commentating on that game if you like oh, Tony so. Romo. Yeah, you'd think that they'd be. Uh, They'd be on there. Uh, one team that won't be televised much this year is the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I don't think they're going to be showing Geno Smith at quarterback as too many primetime games. Uh, obviously, Russell Wilson was traded to the Broncos, which we'll get into in about 20 minutes. Um, they're with Drew Locke and Noah Fant going the other way. Uh, Drew Locke was going to have a chance of uh, making a run for the starting position, and then he got COVID. He was a name announced starter and uh, then couldn't play. Uh, which I know cost a few of us some money. Not me, <laughs> fortunately, but uh, I know uh, the fourteen yards <laughs> boys were quite high on lock, uh, making a making a run for the starting position. Uh, but yeah, they're going with Geno Smith, which is fine. Like, it's it's not exciting. It's not anything really. Uh, it looks like they'll lean on the run game. Peter Car- Pete Carroll tends to try and do that anyway. Uh, Rashad Penny finished the season on fire last year. He looked like the best running back in the league for the last three four games. Um, I think it will be more of a split committee this year. He can't stay healthy, so I think they will mix in uh, Walker, who they drafted in the second round this year, and Penny. Um, I think I think Penny's banged up already, and Walker is coming off a hernia injury as well. But Walker played in the final preseason game, um, so I think he'll be fine. It wasn't a sports hernia; it was a different hernia, weirdly. Um, <clears throat> wide receiver, obviously. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are a very good duo, but you can't really back them for anything with Geno Smith at quarterback. I think, from what I remember off the top of my head, he targeted Lockett more than DK in his plays last year uh, when he did play. So I think Lockett will be the one to look for if he did want to be doing anything like that. Um, defense hasn't been great for ages. The Jamal Adams trade really didn't work out for them. They use him in weird positions and the defense around them just isn't good enough. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that they are firmly going to be fourth place this year. And I'll be surprised if it's anywhere else you can get uh, their win totals 5.5. It's very tough to take the under on such a low line. So I won't be doing that. But yeah, Seahawks for fourth position is probably where I go. Obviously, the opening season with um, Russell Wilson coming back to them. So it'll be interesting to see how he tears up his old team. If he tears up his old team, I'd love that. Yeah. As a Chiefs fan, I would enjoy to see uh, some Seahawks like running back the years for the defense. But yeah, that would on be paper, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it would. Yeah, it would be funny. Twitter would go nuts if that if that happened. Um, yeah, on paper, it is the worst division uh, by uh, sorry, worst uh, roster in the division, probably by quite some margin. Um, but it's Pete Carroll always seems to win 
seven games, mm. he seems to get himself up there. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I wouldn't be betting under on a team like this because there's still a good culture there. Still some good players for me. Like their wide receivers are probably, I don't know if they're the best in the division, but second best pairing for me uh, in the division. So um, I think that there's a chance the offense could still be okay. Um, Gino does throw the ball down the field quite a lot. So you're still going to get those DK bombs, not as good as Russell Wilson. They're going to fall probably five or 10 yards short of where he would be able to put it. But uh, I still think the offense will have some explosive plays, but they're probably going to run the ball even more because of uh, the quarterback, which means the offense will probably be worse because no matter how many people are in the box, how many linebackers other teams put in there, Pete Carroll always run the ball <laughs> on first and 10. So uh, I'm not expecting a very efficient offense. Um, defense, I don't mind it. I do quite like Jordan Brooks, the linebacker. He was overdrafted at the time, everyone thought, but yeah. um, he was really, really good last season. I think Jamal Adams, the trade was terrible, but I still think he's an actual better player than people think now, but just because of how bad that trade was. Um, and uh, Quandre Diggs, who they re-signed as well, which I thought would go to someone a, a lot bigger than or better than Seattle, but he decided to stay there. I think there are three or four good players on there, but the rest are just not not very good depth. And I think the offensive lines also improve, but again, the depth is terrible. So, um, yeah, weird season for them. I don't think you're going to be wanting to bet many uh, offensive props for this team. Uh, maybe get yourself some uh, tackle and assist ones from the defense if you uh, want Jamal Adams or Jordan Brooks because they'll be up there for tackles. But, yeah, I wouldn't be betting much on, on DK and Lockett uh, maybe until like week 10, 11, and the bookie start to drop those lines quite a lot. But yeah. for now, yeah, I'd stay away, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that wraps up the NFC West. Uh, I think for... My bet for this division would probably be the Rams and 49ers to finish as the top two teams. Uh, you can get that at 33 to 10, so just over three to one on red zone, which is pretty generous odds. And I know on Skybet you can uh, double and you can parlay uh, divisional bits like that. I'm not sure you can on red zone, but um, yeah, it's worth a, worth a look if you fancy that. Uh, Liam, anything for this one? Yeah, we haven't discussed this before, but I have the exact same bet. <laughs> uh, yeah, same bet. Um, I did like the Trey Lance over, though, on Russian. I, I do like that. Jimmy coming back makes it a bit worse, just because I think maybe if he's terrible, he might get dropped. But uh, yeah. I still like that. Um, and 3-1 to one for that is good, because I think on Virgin bet, it's just over evens. Sky bet is even. Oh, wow. I think William, William Hill, it was 2-1, to one, maybe. So it's maybe, to one. Yeah, maybe it was exact order. Uh, oh, 49ers, Rams forecast. So, yeah, it looks like it's 49ers first and Rams second but uh yeah that'd be nice. uh, that'd explain why it's slightly better odds um right on sorry go on yeah evens i think is uh the worst odds i've seen for it and i still think mm. evens for a bet for me that's almost a guarantee as long as one of the quarterbacks or two of the quarterbacks for the 49ers don't get injured i think any order you want at evens is a good bet if you can uh, if you can get it yeah, that'll be one I'm loading up once we're done here. Uh, so, yeah, on to your division. Um, as I said, I'll let you lead on this one because you know a lot more about it than I do. Yeah, best division in football, I think, uh, last year. Maybe your division was probably up there with that or the, the one we just took, talked about. But, yeah, I think this year this is the best division in football. It's probably had the most interesting off-season as well. We've had two of the top five wide receivers in the league either traded in the division or out of division. Um, we've had a top 10 quarterback come to a team that haven't had a quarterback in a long time. Uh, yeah, and then you've got a team that seems to have added every star possible in the Chargers. So I think it's probably the most interesting division of the offseason and probably the, the best division in terms of the teams. Last year, we had two playoff teams come out of this division, um, that famous Raiders-Chargers game <laughs> that ended the season that everyone thought there was going to be a tie and we'd get three, but we didn't. 
Uh, and then they decided to put that game back on in week one. So that would be a, a fun matchup. But yeah, mm. uh, really good division. Hardest schedule across all four. So all four teams compared to every other division have got the hardest schedule in the league this year. So they're going to be fighting some some good teams outside the division to, to try and win. Um, if we start with the... the well, we'll go in order, I guess, of the last season as well as favourites for this season. So Chiefs first. Um, Tyreek Hill's probably the biggest news, I think, everyone said this season. Um, hell of a trade. I know they got a little bit more back than the Packers did, so it's the biggest wide receiver trade um, in the NFL. Uh, a lot of people think that's going to hurt the offence, and I think that's probably going to be the most interesting part of the Chiefs for, for the start of the season. Uh, they've added Juju Smith-Schuster, Valdez Scantling, and then Sky Moore in the draft to kind of replace those players. Um, they've lost a lot of veterans that were uh, a lot older and maybe long in the tooth uh, on defense and kind of replaced them um, with Justin Reed, obviously George Karloftis in the draft, and then Trent McDuffie, who I think we spoke about in our draft pod as well. Um, so, yeah, a much younger defense, revamped on offense. Um, but, yeah, still Kelsey, still Mahomes, still Reed, and still uh, one of the best offensive lines in the league, I guess. Um, where are you sitting at with the whole Tyreek Kill offense debate? Do you think the offense is going to be much worse, or are you in the camp of, it could be slightly worse, but still going to be a very good offense. Uh, I don't think the Juju's a one, so that's uh, that's going to be my issue. But that might just be my anti-Pittsburgh Steelers bias coming in. But I don't <laughs> think he's shown it as a one. I think he's shown it as a two against opposite very good players. Um, and I assume he's going to be, he's basically, the, I suppose he's going to be the second targeted pass catcher. So I guess you could call him a wide receiver too. Uh, obviously, Mahomes has got the talent to find anyone on any part of the field. So, uh, MVS streaking down the field. Sky Moore, I don't know how he's done in preseason. I assume he's looked all right. He's one I was quite high on in the draft. And obviously, Mikol Hardman's still there as well. Um, yeah, it's going to be different, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't I don't think it's addition by subtraction at all. But this is the things you have to do when you pay a lot of money to your quarterback. Is uh, You have to pick and choose who you keep and... How you're going to do it all, and so yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be very very interesting. I um, obviously Kelsey, you expect is going to go over 100 receptions. His his yardage line is 1125. I oh, know, sorry, I'm lying. That's what he finished last year with. Um, his yardage line was 1050, so it's still still a pretty high one for him. Um, but you would expect him to be leading the team in targets, and he very rarely gets injured, so I think he'll be around that. It'll be it'll be fun to see. Um, Obviously, you've. Uh, I'll let you go on to running backs for them because that's a bit of a muddled area. And again, you probably know more than me on that one. Yeah, that is muddled. Going back to your Sky Moore point, um, did very well in camp. Uh, so camp mm. coverage very well. But in preseason, really didn't play with Mahomes at all. I think he only played okay. three snaps with Mahomes. But obviously, Mahomes was only out there for one or two drives a game. Um, scored a touchdown on every single drive, by the way. But um, obviously, <laughs> yeah, Sky Moore wasn't out there very much, but in camp he was very good. So I do think he's probably firmly number four, but I think he's probably going to surpass McCole Hardman relatively quickly. Um, Hardman's also had a couple of injuries preseason, so yeah, I think Sky Moore would be the number three to start with. Um, after McCole maybe struggles, and then we'll see what happens after that. I believe in Juju, but he's always injured. So my argument is, I think mm. if he's hit if he's fit, I think he can be a number one wide receiver in this team because the tight end is a number one wide receiver as well if that makes sense yeah. but he's always injured so he could play five games and then be out so I've got no trust with his health but I think he's a good player and Valdez Scantling will obviously just run down the field um, running back rooms very confusing a lot of people like the addition of Ronald Jones but he is running back four for a team that we're going to cut him but only aren't cutting him because um, they had to put a couple of players on IR so it meant there was three roster spots um, you've got Jared McKinnon who's going to be the pass down guy 
uh, Clyde Abzalea will still be the running back on first and second down, but the seventh rounder, Isaiah Pacheco, is probably going to get a lot of looks. He's going to be the kick returner as well. Um, so I think if Clyde starts badly or gets injured again, then, then there's one there. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be betting much Clyde rushing props, I don't think. I still want him to be a pass catcher, so I still would bet him for like receptions and things, but I wouldn't be betting much Chiefs running back overs because I think they're going to use three or four guys every game and you, you're going to be in a position where if you're betting on it, you're not going to know which one to pick each week, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, I can't argue with that. Yeah, that, that's that's the opinion I got of it. And like you said, the Ronald Jones thing was weird. Everyone was expecting him to be cut, but uh, he stayed on there. So yeah. he's he's got a lifeline there. But uh, yeah, they don't seem don't exactly seem enamoured with him. Uh, McKinnon did a fairly decent job coming in for Clyde at the end of last season. I know he was all right, and it wasn't too surprising to see them keep him. And like you said, I do think it'll be a bit of a committee there. Um, yeah, the Chiefs are looking for their eighth straight division title, um, which is dominant obviously <laughs> um and uh patrick mahomes is 31 and 5 against the afc west uh in his time as a starter so again fairly dominant they are quite rightly the favorites because of that history um not sure they're necessarily the favorites for squad but um yeah we'll uh we'll talk about the next team in a minute uh you can get juju is either 750 or 800 yards for the season Depending if you want the over or under, you can find the different lines there. Uh, Mahomes is up at 4,600 yards, which to me is quite high without Hill and without really knowing how the offense is going to look. It's not something I would be going over. Uh, Sky Moore, 675 yards. And as I say, Travis Kelsey, 1050 and 91.5 receptions. I'd probably lean over on the receptions, but uh, again, it's, it's quite high for admittedly probably the best tight end in the league, but he is getting on a bit now and... Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how he does, but uh, they're obviously going to be very exciting to watch. Um, they are every year with Mahomes. I, I've said when after Mahomes' first year, I said I think he's going to be the best we've seen. So um, we'll see if he keeps to that, and uh, we'll see if defenses have figured him out like it seems the Bengals did at second half of that game last year, which you've probably wiped from your mind. <laughs> yeah, one bad half. I'll give him one bad half, but hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully it doesn't happen again. Um, yeah. Just to add as well, the defense secondary is very young as well, so it could be really good. Could be all over the place to start the season. So there's probably a lot of value on betting overs. There always mm. is in Chiefs games, but the totals are a bit inflated because of Mahomes. But I actually think this year the totals are probably slightly deflated because I think the defense is going to have some weeks where it's really good, and then you're going to get them on a week where they play someone maybe like the Colts who aren't great on offense, but they'll score loads more points than you think just because the defense is quite young. So yeah, I think overs for, for, for Chiefs team totals is probably a good bet and overs in the game, I would say, is still a good bet um, until we get 10 weeks in and then you know what the bookies do. They just inflate those <laughs> inflate those lines. But yeah, I still think there'd be a lot of points in, in Chiefs games. Um, moving on to another team that I think probably we're going to see a hell of a lot of points in. Um, finished third last year. We've got the Chargers. Uh, would you say it's fair to say they're the off-season darlings again this year? <laughs> they always are, aren't they? Yeah, I've... Uh... <laughs> I did a written preview for my website and yeah, it's it's just impossible to trust them because every summer we say the same thing that they should be they should be competing, they should be up here and every season it messes up whether it's injuries or whether it's just them like I mean, like you say, the the way that they uh, ended the season last year was just typically charges <laughs> is the it, that was yeah. the one thing that like the the Patriots winning and them obviously them losing was it it, it was just them to a T and uh we obviously don't expect them to do the same again, but again, I wouldn't be utterly surprised if they did. No, yeah, I was. I featured on the um, 
blue powder report that uh, leaving full 10 yards does part of this network. And uh, we, a lot of people were asking what the biggest weakness was of each team. And most people said just the Chargers being the Chargers. So I do think that's going to But yeah, I think this year they are right. Some years they're not quite off season diamonds. I think that's just a media push, but this year they are definitely. Uh, in terms of players they've added, they've added stars all over the place. So Khalil Mack in that trade with the Bears. Um, didn't pay over the odds for him, but obviously still a very good player that maybe had injury worries last year. JC Jackson added in free agency. Um, really expensive deal from the Patriots. Still not sure why they let him go, but um, mm. Chargers managed to benefit from from that. Um, even in the draft as well, they've added Zion Johnson at a position they really needed, and I think that's going to help strengthen them. Derwin James has got that contract extension now, so he's going to stay around. Um, and then you've got Carl Van Noy, who seems to be playing a lot of snaps in preseason for them. Uh, I think we'll probably help that defense just get settled against the the run as well, something they struggled with last year. And then they also added the DT from uh, the Rams, Sebastian Joseph Day, who was a credible run stuffer. And that was their main issue last year was, was not being able to stop the run. So, yeah, I think off-season-wise, probably the strongest. They've added so many good players. Um, I think the depth is maybe not quite as good in certain positions. Um, and I mentioned on that Chargers podcast that um, the stars they've added are all injury-prone, but yeah. they're all incredible players. So if they're all healthy, or not all of them, but majority – then the team is obviously going to be great. But if a couple of them get injuries, I think the depth behind them is a worry, which same for every team. If you've got great players at the front, you're going to not have much money or draft picks to pay the ones behind. So, yeah, for me, I would just be worried about worried about that and, and how they are. On offense, um, it's pretty much the same. They've improved at right guard. Uh, they're still going to have the same weapons. They've still got Keenan Allen. They've still got Mike Davis, who re-signed. Um, Austin Eckler, who I know most people are taking in the top 10 of their fantasy drafts. He's going to be involved as the the main running back. And then, obviously, Justin Herbert, who's, a, for me, second-best quarterback in the league, but top five, top six for most people. Um, I think he's going to be very, very good. The only worry I'd have is, will that OC actually let him throw the ball down the field? Because he had the same average depth target as uh, Ben Roethlisberger in the second half of the season. So, not I think we <laughs> Yeah, if you've got that stat and you've got a guy who can throw the ball 80 yards in the air, yeah. probably got the strongest or second strongest arm in the league. Um, I, I'm a bit worried about the OC, but I think the offense on paper mm. will still be great and the defense is elite, but yeah, just injury worries. Where, where do you sit on them as a team? Are you think the offense can be good enough to, to lead them to it or are they going to need that defense to, to be very good for them to have a chance in this division? I, I agree with you with Herbert being second in the league to obviously Joe Burrow being the best in the league. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> Don't mention that to Chargers fans. They are very, very touchy about that. You do not mention Herbert versus Burrow. Uh, to be fair, Bengals fans are very touchy about it as well, but uh, they're both yeah. quality quarterbacks. Yeah. But, I see yeah, a lot yeah, on Twitter um, about those two, I think, all the time on Twitter. <laughs> oh, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, they're, they're both very good and they're both on teams which help them. Uh, yeah, the Chargers do have, they've managed to turn the offensive line to one of the better offensive lines in the league, which from a couple of years ago where it was a it was a sieve, it's very impressive for what they've done. Um, I think the offense will obviously be great. Uh, I mean, it's, it's difficult to think that they're not going to be good with Herbert there and with, as you say, with the weapons they've got. Um, Keenan Allen, usually the shorter stuff, but can go down the field. Mike, Al Mike Williams is the kind of deep shot threat and he's he's a gigantic man um alan uh his uh reception target his reception line is 95.5 which seems a bit high but he's gone over that in the last five seasons so it's one that i think is worth looking at uh he is his line is set a thousand yards and williams is 950 for the year um willie both of them went over 1100 yards just last year and again with a high powered well expected a high powered offense in a division where both all teams should be able to score. It's uh, pretty impressive. 
as you mentioned with the defense with the injuries i believe jc jackson's already questionable for week yeah. one so there is well it's charges is what they do uh i do like khalil mack he can get 35 to 1 on defensive player of the year for him i think with him not having to be the main man and with joey bosa opposite bosa's 25 to 1 for defensive player of the year i think they're both uh worth a nibble to be honest because they should help each other out whether that means that one of them that they'll share the stats around i'm not sure but i thought the odds were fairly generous for those ones um as you say outside of the studs it's a little bit rougher but that is the same with everyone uh yeah josh palmer Jalen Guyton and uh, Donald Parham all popped up with plays last year. And then they brought in Gerald Everett from the Packers uh, to go in probably as a tight end one. Um, he's decent enough. And again, with one of the better quarterbacks in the league, you'd expect him to do well. Um, again, probably going to be points in their games and they should yeah. do very well. But it's the Chargers. I can't take any kind of win total or division <laughs> bet on them because it never works out for them. Yeah, I do like that Bosa odds for defensive player of the year. Um, I almost weirdly think he's been a bit underrated throughout his career. Um, a lot mm. of people now prefer his brother as well. And I think they're probably almost exactly the same level of player. So yeah. I think he's got a chance, but it just depends what teams do. Are they going to double him or are they going to double Khalil? So if they choose one or the other, then the other one's probably going to go off a little bit more. But um, I think Bosa's odds are too high for me. The, the issue with Mac is he gets injured all the time. So yeah. that's why I think his odds <laughs> are what they are. Um, but I think Bosa for me is a is a real good shout there. But yeah, it's a great team. Um, I just you don't know what's going to happen, especially with that head coach. I'm not sure what you're. I quite like him, but a lot of people don't like him. Um, he's going to go for a lot of fourth downs, which is going to create a lot of variance in your bets as well, because they might have a fourth and one for a field goal, and they're not going to yeah. kick it. They're going to okay, oh, we'll go for it. They don't get it. Oh great, now my under bet, my over bet's gone. It's going to fall under. So I think he is probably going to annoy betters throughout the season with his fourth down decisions, but. Um, yeah, I quite like him as a coach, so I think they'll be good. But can they beat the Chiefs? I think they can beat them in a game, but can they win enough games in 17? Uh, it's going to be hard for them, mm. I think, just because the Chargers seem to always something seems to happen. <laughs> yeah, they do have the easiest schedule of the division, which is uh, probably helpful for them. They've got Raiders, Chiefs on that first Thursday night game, uh, Jags, Texans, Cleveland, Broncos, Seattle, all before the bye. So that's actually a pretty easy start to the season, and uh, you can see them being 5-2 and two or better. So they, they should start the season well, which is obviously getting the momentum going. So, yeah, I think they, they probably are. I, I, they're, they're the value for me in this division. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. 10.5 10, 10. win total as well, I think. Um, mm. So, yeah, if they start the season well with that run, then you're probably laughing with the win total because after that it gets a little bit harder. But if they're already rolling in with six or seven wins in the first eight games, then um you'll probably be happy with that bet so yeah, we'll see they're, yeah. they're going to be a fun team they got a lot of evening games for for us over here so if you stay up and watch those you can see a lot of Chargers games this year which should be fun yes. um and another team's gonna be fun but we don't quite know <laughs> how fun they're gonna be is the Denver Broncos um for me the biggest one change out of this division um you've gone from the worst quarterback pairing possible to or two of the worst pairings in the last couple of years uh to adding Russell Wilson from Seattle I think that's a uh, a big addition in that trade. Obviously, lost Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, and Noah Fant. Um, aside from that, they've also added Billy Turner, who is an okay player on the offensive line, a player they really needed. Uh, and then they had that strange Randy Gregory contract to sign for the Cowboys and then change his mm -hmm. mind and then sign for the Broncos. So um, they've added some some players they need to. They've also lost Carl Fuller and Bobby Massey, who played a lot of snaps for them last year. Um, and then they've kind of tried to replace that with a little bit more up front, like I said, in, in Randy Gregory, Nick Benito in the draft. Uh, and then they also added Greg Dolchich, who's another player that, that I quite liked in the draft. 
Um, but I guess for me, this kind of all sits down for Russell Wilson. He got that extension now, so he's got a seven-year contract technically with this team that takes him through to his 40th birthday. Um, I think he's now the third or fourth highest paid player in the league. Um, yep. And I, I think last year he got a lot of stick, so I think he's better than people think he was last year. But for me, to put him in that caliber with the top three or four is difficult because he just cannot throw in the middle of the field. So I guess the main question for me is what do you think the offense is going to look like? Is it going to be Seattle-style offense or are they going to let him throw it even more? Um, and I guess in fantasy football or DFS, who, what sort of receiver on this team do you think is going to go off the most? Yeah, they do have a very good uh, duo of running backs, so they can run the ball if they want. Uh, Melvin Gordon actually did well, statistically did better than Javante Williams last year, and they kept both of them. So they do have the ability to do Seahawks kind of run first, and their defense is rated by quite a few people as one of the better ones in the league, so they should have the chance to run the ball. Um, but I do think, obviously, I, it, yeah, will they let Russ cook as he moved to another place where he's not going to be uh, the main man and they're going to rely on the run? I don't know. Um Jerry Judy, I thought, was going to be the main benefactor, but everything I've heard and seen over the summer seems like the Cortland Sutton will be the uh, the main man in the passing offense. Uh, they're both pretty darn good. Uh, Judy came out of college as one of the best route runners, and he's he's been injury prone, and he seems to be a bit of a douche as well. So it doesn't help that he uh, like just reports come out about him, and the things you hear, they they seem to be painting him in a bad light. And I don't yeah. know whether he's annoyed someone. Uh, I was looking forward to Tim Patrick's season, which. Uh, Obviously, was brought to an end already. Uh, so KJ Hamler's probably the wide receiver three. Um, but yeah, I, I think Sutton is the the one that I've been targeting in fantasy, and he's the one I think will be the leader on uh, in the pass catching. Yeah, I think he'll be that DK style of run down the outside, long throw down the field, win a contested catch because I think he's got the size for it. But yeah, yeah, I don't mind KJ Hamler in the late late rounds after that injury just because he's a speedster. So if he can get it going down the field. I think you'll get, get a lot of points. But yeah, I think for me, this is where the division gets. There's two tiers in the division from an offensive line point of view. And I think this is the not as bad as the next team we'll talk about. But this is mm. one where you look at it and you think in this division, uh, I'm a bit higher on the Chiefs pass rush than most Chiefs fans. But the division as a whole and the AFC as a whole have got loads of good teams in terms of pass rush. And I would be worried if I was a Denver fan with a quarterback that doesn't run around as much anymore because he doesn't want to take as many hits because he is older. Um, yeah. behind this offensive line, I think I'd be worried a little bit. And that's why I'd be worried. And I think start of the season betting overs on this team, even though I'd want to do it because I think the quarterback position's there and everyone's going to be trying to bet overs. I'd be a little bit worried about the offensive line. I know they added Billy Turner, like I said, a right tackle, but the rest of the line for me, even Billy Turner is probably average at best. So yeah, I'd be a bit worried about that. Um, in terms of defense, like you said, last year kind of viewed as one of the best. I think statistically they, they were like 12th or 13th, so not quite as high as people had them, but um, I think it's going to be boom or bust. If those edge rushers stay healthy, Randy Gregory uh, and Bradley Chubb, I think the defense is going to be good. Um, what are your thoughts on on how the secondary looks? Because Pat Sertain is incredibly good. But aside from that, and Justin Simmons, I think it's a little bit weaker maybe than the, the Chargers and, and, and the Chiefs potentially. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not buying that they were a quarterback away from a Super Bowl challenge. I, I just don't. I don't rate their defense as high as everyone else. I'm not a defensive person, personally, frankly, but I just don't think that they're as good as was predicted. Like, uh, but yeah, certain, uh, certain or certain looks um, looks great last year in his rookie year. But that was that was with a defensive head coach who was one of the better defensive coaches in the league. So I don't know whether they'll take a little bit of a step back. I do prefer the Chargers' defense definitely. 
Yeah, definitely. And then obviously we've got the other issue of a first-time head coach. Not very often a first-time head coach and go into a division uh, and win it with a couple of guys that are a bit more established. Obviously comes from Green Bay, so they might play that West Coast Packers offense, um, but also play for Jacksonville who had that power run game. So I have no mm. idea what this offense is going to look like. I almost think it could look like anything in the first four or five weeks. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Like you said, Seattle week one. That's going to be a good game. I think it's Sunday night football, is it? Or is it Monday night? Uh, it's Monday night. I was just uh, just looking at that, actually. Yeah, it's the Monday game. Uh, they've only got the single Monday game this year um, instead of the doubleheader to open the season. So, yeah, the right. Broncos six-point favourites in Seattle over under 42, which is, I'd imagine, the lowest of the week. <laughs> yeah, Although 49ers-Bears, right. obviously, is the lowest. But, yeah, it's uh, lowest other than that. Yeah, Gino contributes quite a lot to uh, yes. to that that over under. Um, but yeah, interesting. I think they're going to be like I said in a previous podcast this week that if they won eleven games, I wouldn't be shocked. But if they won five games, I don't think I'd be that shocked either. I think they're a bit more boom and bust than, than some of the teams in the division. Uh, and they actually ended the season with Chargers and then Chiefs. So if they want to win the division, they're going to have two chances at the end of the year to to try and put a dagger in the other team. So we'll see. Um, and then the fourth favourite in this division, another team that's uh, had a very busy offseason, the Raiders. Um, new head coach in Josh McDaniels, uh, very, an, an enemy actually of the last team we spoke about in Denver after his time with the Broncos went mm. uh, horrendously badly. Um, but yeah, he's their new head coach. You've got Dave Ziegler, who's also the GM coming from New England, so very much a New England focus. Um, the main addition for them was obviously Devontae Adams in that trade um, with the Packers. He goes back to, to play with Derek Carr like he did in college. Uh, and I think maybe one that people are forgetting about a little bit is how good the addition of, of Chandler Jones was on the edge. He's going to play opposite Max Crosby, replacing Yannick Ngokwe now. Uh, and then they traded Ngokwe away and got Rocky Sin, who I think is another good player. So they've added some good stars there. Um, they've lost a lot of depth. They don't have a lot of draft picks because of that Devontae Adams pick. They've obviously released Alex Leatherwood, who's another first-round draft pick that's gone wrong for Mike Mayock and, yep. and John Gruden. Um, I, I did actually hear many times now that apparently the first round picks John Gruden did and then Mayock did the other round. So if you believe that, then mm. it seems like Gruden's the, the one to blame there. But yeah, um, good off season for them. Like I said, added stars. But for me, the roster is clearly, if you take away the top five or six players in it, the rest of it is a pretty weak roster. But it's how good can those offensive players um, get you through? You've got Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. Uh, and then obviously Derek Carr, who for me is at least an average QB in the league, maybe top 15 sort of player. Um, so I think they can score a lot of points, but the offensive line is awful. The secondary is bad and the pass rush is good. But beside the, the front two, there's just not much depth there. So I'm not really sure how good they can be, but I think they can score a hell of a lot of points. Um, what are your thoughts on the Raiders? Yeah, I, I find them tough to judge. Uh, obviously, they bought in a stud, but it was a stud who got all the attention in one in Green Bay. And I don't think he'll get as much attention here. As you say, Hunter Renfro is, well, it's, he's everyone's favorite kind of slot receiver. He uh, is little triple quadruple moves that he does. And uh, <laughs> he does, he does seem to get open in small spaces. So he does well there. Uh, Waller obviously yeah. got, I th- did, did he, I think Waller signed a deal in the end. I know they were working on one because um, he was having a hold in over camp, but uh, yeah, he's obviously trying to get his money, which is fair enough. He is a very good tight end. Uh, the running game is, well, again, behind this offensive line could be a bit of an issue. Josh <laughs> Jacobs is okay. Um, yeah. He he came out of, again, he came out of college as a very good pass catching back and they just don't use him there. And then Josh McDaniel seems to be uh, very, seems to be a big fan of Amir Abdullah who kept, 
who he's kept and he will probably be the pass catching back but they have Brandon Bolden as well who came over from the Patriots who he knows uh it's yeah Derek Carr is a weird one for me I I've described him in my preview as like a slightly better Andy Dalton which sounds offensive <laughs> at the moment but Dalton led his Bengals team to five playoffs in a row so I think yeah. that's Derek Carr's level is that he can do that if everything's good around him and with the offensive line being as it is I'm just not sure he's got the talent to raise above that and to take them to where they need to be. But again, it does help having one of the best wide receivers in the league on there. Um, yeah, defense is average, as you said. They, they, I believe they had the best pass rush success rate last year, which you would imagine will be even better with Chandler Jones. But yeah, they're, they're a weird one. I can't really, I can't really place them. They do seem to win eight, nine, ten games a year. They do seem to always be there. But again, it's a tough division and I think they'll do well to be that this year. Yeah, they seem to play well as well against good teams, which helps because they've got the third hardest mm. schedule. Um, by one charts metric, they've got the third hardest schedule in the league. So harder, like you said, than the Chargers and harder than the Broncos. So I think they're going to have to be good in those big games. And they normally are. It's normally the smaller games where you see them kind of slip up a little bit. But yeah, I think my worry is Derek Carr's good. He's good down the field. But his weakness is decision-making when he's under pressure and when he gets hit. And if you combine that with this offensive line, I think he's going to get hit a lot. So, especially like I said, in this division and in the AFC, there's loads of teams with good pass rush. Um, so I would be a little bit worried about him and, and how much gets hit. But there'll be games, I think, where they score 40 points and there'll be games where they score 17 and they lose to a team maybe they shouldn't. So I think they're going to be a little bit up and down. Um, but on my prediction, I actually had them uh, third in the division, and that's just enough for me for them to make the playoffs. So I think there's a chance they can make the playoffs just by scoring loads of points. But I don't think I'd be betting Devontae Adams overs or picking him in fantasy yet. I, I think I want to see him in the offense, see how much he gets doubled versus Renfro and, and Waller, and then go from there because he got a lot of uh, he got a lot of targets in Green Bay, like you said. Yeah, he's uh, 1,200 yards for the season on the on the betting lines. I would be leaning under on that one. And 102.5 yeah. receptions, again, leaning under just because I think the ball's going to get spread around a lot more than um, than, either, than it was in, in Green Bay. Uh, Derek Carr is about 4,500 yards uh, for the betting line and 29.5 touchdowns. He's only gone over 20. Well, he's only gone over 30 once in eight seasons. So, again, I'd be leaning under on that despite the fact that they did bring in a stud. Yeah, it's it's so basically was think there should just be points in every game in this division, essentially. <laughs> yeah, basically. And, I, and going back to individual totals, I wouldn't be touching any of their running backs because this is a New England style mm. team and offense. And what they've always shared the ball, haven't they? They've always had someone for third down, they've all had someone for third down pass catching, they've always had someone else for second and long, and they've always had whoever they like the most as obviously that, that bell cow for first and ten. So um I wouldn't be betting any running back stuff with this team. Uh, Devontae Adams unders, I, I think, are probably fair. I think Darren Waller overs could be good if Devontae gets doubled, but Darren Waller also gets a lot of hamstring injuries. So, mm. uh, yeah, I think player props for this team are just completely out the window. But, yeah, totals, uh, points totals I like. I think their under over was 8.5. Um, or maybe it was at 9, I can't remember. But um, uh, he, It's under that now. It's 7.5-ish uh, now. Yeah, I think I'd like over on seven and a half, uh, especially like yeah. I said, I have them third in division. So if you finish third in this division, you're probably going to win nine games. So um, yeah, I like them for that. But mm. like we saw in the playoffs last year, when it's big games, Derek Carr can sometimes struggle. So yeah, I wouldn't want to put too much money uh, behind the Raiders if I had to. No, it's it's definitely not seven and a half. It's eight point five. I've messed up on my sheet, which I'm going to have to go and uh, change now, which is <laughs> annoying. But uh, yeah, that's why I went with that one. 
Um, so yeah, on to I guess best bets for division. I've put up Josh Jacobs under seven seven five point five rush yards after you mentioned that. I think that that was one I was going to go with, but and he even said himself that he wanted other players to do stuff essentially, uh, which is why I've been taking Kenyon Drake everywhere, and then he got released. But um, yeah, I do agree with you on that one. Um, I'll let you do best bet. I would be surprised if it's not the one that I've chosen. So I'll let you go with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so I want to do. I'm I'm straying because I had Chiefs four to one for best record in the AFC. But if the Chiefs have the best record in the AFC, Mahomes is probably going to win MVP. So that'd be nine to one. Okay. I think they probably correlate. So you would go MVP. But yeah, I've got Chiefs to win the division for for my best bet. Um, Which was uh, seven to four, I believe. Yeah, seven to yeah, four, the best price. Seven to four. Uh, so yeah, again, I've gone with the top two thing again. Chargers and Chiefs is eleven to four on Skybet to finish as the top two. I'm not, I'm not as sold on the Broncos, and obviously we've spoken about the Raiders as well. So that's where I am with it. And uh, yeah, as as we say, there should be a lot of points in their games. The uh, Chargers and Cardinals, sorry, Chiefs and Cardinals, is the week one game over under is fifty three. Uh, we mentioned both of those teams in expecting to have lots of points. So could be well worth the over even with it being quite high uh for the first game so and then yeah thursday night football should be a cracker first one of the season uh charles yeah. and chiefs on that uh opening one which again i will be up for i'll be working the next day at seven ish but uh it's going to be worth it i think yeah i'll be i can guarantee that i'll also be up for that one <laughs> <laughs> yes um, i would hope so but yeah uh that's the first prime game as well isn't it so first amazon prime yeah. thursday night football game so we'll see what sort of coverage it looks like hopefully it's as a fan, because we can't listen to any other commentary, I'm, I hope it's not terrible, the commentary, because I do struggle. I don't want to watch a game on mute, but it'll be a good game anyway. Uh, yeah, and I like your top, top two bet. It's just that Chargers voodoo worries me. I don't want anyone, <laughs> yeah. to, get injured. Don't want anyone to get injured, especially quarterbacks, etc. But yeah, that does worry me. But uh, I think the odds are probably worth it, because I think there's an argument that the top two of the top three teams in the AFC, there's an argument of it. So I think mm -hmm. you can get them on, in a division against these two other teams. I think that's... Uh, pretty good bet but we'll see i'm biased towards one of the teams so <laughs> exactly yeah I, I can't argue with you i, I think yeah the, the afc is top heavy well it's not top heavy it's deep this year um yeah. and yeah the Chargers are i think third or fourth favorites overall and obviously the chiefs are third or fourth as well they're, they're both up there so yeah it's hard to argue uh so with that we will wrap up our divisional previews you can obviously go back and listen to them on any podcatcher from the last three four weeks that we've been going through them we picked out some best bets for you all. And uh, yeah, on to the season. We'll be back next week, as I say, with hopefully two podcasts, one covering award markets and Super Bowl and one covering week one. Um, I cannot wait, frankly. So yeah, with that, I'll uh, say goodbye to Liam and we will wrap it up and call it a day. Uh, in the words of Kevin Cadle, I've remembered it. It's bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. <laughs> and you can hear my dog bark.